Are they doing too many things that parents should be doing? No. They're not. So the school is a, you know, is this is a school? Are they coming over the line and trying to do the parents' job as opposed to letting parents do it at home? The the parents are giving their their jobs to the schools. The oh, the opposite. So yes. Oh, so it's an abdication. So it's not the education system moving in and taking it from parents. You think the parents are just saying, you know what? I ain't gonna be a parent. I think that there's a lot of the parents not being involved. This is a big issue. So the the schools are saying, you know what? I'll go ahead and take care of it, and this is how we're going to do it. Of course, the schools want to take over and and make you know their agenda mm-hmm. uh, reality, mm-hmm. but they are capable of doing that because most parents are not involved. Welcome to the Eans Parents United podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Silva. Join me for meaningful conversations and timely information about Eans School District. It's past, present, and where we hope, for the good of our children, it's heading. My guest today is Jackie Biesinger. Jackie is a leader with a local chapter of Moms for Liberty. And Moms for Liberty is focused on informing parents on what kind of book can be found in any Eans School library. So let's talk about uh, how you, uh, what you are involved with, and you know, as we go through this, some of the things we're going to talk about are kind of disturbing. Yeah. And um, but you know, we have a commitment here on this Ean's Parents or Ean's Parents Unite podcast to to really talk about the issues. We're going to talk about the issues in a civil and intelligent way. Um. You know, I don't know everything about the issues. You don't know everything about the issues. There's lots of different sides of things, but there are going to be some things we're going to talk about today that I think parents will find a little disturbing. Um, some some parents may feel it's perfectly normal and fine, and that's that's good too. And we're going to have some of those parents on on future podcasts as well. We're open to all ideas. The point is we we get a conversation going. But I know you're very passionate about this. Why don't you tell us a little bit first about the Moms uh, for Liberty, Liberty uh, organization, and then we can get into what you all are focused on. So we are a national organization. The the creators of the group, you know, uh, are in Florida, mm-hmm. and we have uh, chapters of you know the organization okay. in all states and every city mm-hmm. and every state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have key issues that we are setting emphasis on. Uh, as an organization. Mm-hmm. So do you, in your chapter here, how big is the chapter? Do you know how many people are in it? So in uh, Travis County, we have about 300 wow. uh, um, parents wow. uh, involved in the Corpus Christi, San Antonio, uh, Dallas, gotcha. uh, in, gotcha. in other little bitty towns too that that are starting their own chapters. Gotcha. And um, does each chapter decide what it's going to uh, focus on, or is it mandated from above? No, is it, we decide what chapter, uh, wh- whatever the key issue uh-huh. uh, in in our city, uh-huh. then you know we can set emphasis on concentrating on that. Is it always about education? No, it it could be health. Uh, it could mm-hmm. be vaccines. Mm-hmm. It could be um, mask. So it know, can be like whatever contemporary issue of the day that mm-hmm. that chapter decides is sort of important to the community. That's what y'all can focus yes, on. Okay, so issues. so really, a parent getting involved here locally can get involved 
and have the assurance that it's about local issues and not necessarily about an issue that El Paso is having or that uh, Maryland is having the passing down. Yeah, correct. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what uh, what is the issues that you got, you folks are focused on right now here in our schools? Very interesting. Our issues right now, our key issues are the uh, pornography, uh, DEI, um, uh, the CRT that has been you know, use as with mm-hmm. different name in, mm-hmm. in our city. Mm-hmm. And we're concentrating on what the books have, what's in the books, you know, where the books are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we know everything about the books. Yeah. So that those topics, uh, DEI, pornography, um, those are big, big things. So you're kind of chiseling away at the books. Mm-hmm. And what, are you talking about, you're talking about books that are in, uh, the actual libraries in our elementary schools and in our middle schools and high schools that are accessible to every child right now. Yes. This is the issue. Yes. So w- what is the matter? I mean, what are you finding, um, your your group? What are the types of things that you're, uh, you're finding objectionable or that other parents should know about? Uh, finding grooming uh, as an issue. Grooming. Finding um, indoctrination mm-hmm. as an issue. Um, we, we're not sending our children to school to learn about sexual content. Mm-hmm. We send our kids to school so that they can learn science and history and logic, right? And reading and arithmetic. And reading, and, yeah, mm-hmm, math. Sure. Mm-hmm. Participate in sports. So w- what types of things? Um, so let's just, let's just focus in on a little bit about, um, so you, the concept is grooming. Mm-hmm. And so grooming, uh, for the uninformed parent listening, grooming uh, what? Grooming, what are we grooming? Grooming is telling a child that it's okay to be touched. Be uh, touched. To, it's okay to be uh, something they're not. Or if you're gay or if you're transgender, those are, you know, grooming them into thinking that they are something so that they're not, not. So there's nothing wrong, obviously, with a child being gay or being transgender. That is trans- transgender. That's a reality of life. Mm-hmm. No one can change that. And you have obviously no objection to that. But you're concerned about the materials grooming children, uh, primarily prepubescent children, mm-hmm. um, teenagers, uh, in that kind of confusing stage of their development. I mean, I'm a first-time parent, too, so I don't, I don't know all of it yet. But you're worried about the content somehow influencing their thinking? Yes, because mm-hmm. is is gender confusion. You know, a, a kindergarten, you know, a child does not know what what that means. Mm-hmm. And or a seven or eight year old, they don't understand when you tell them, you know, you you're not a boy, mm-hmm. you're you're a girl and or if you feel or you think you are. So that that is grooming. That is pushing, you know, um, their little minds to think that they are something else mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and causes them, you know, stress. Mm-hmm. They don't understand mm-hmm. what that means. Mm-hmm. At, so, at these ages, they're, yes. uh, they're naturally partitioning off into, you know, the uh, gender stereotypes. I like blue. I like pink. Yes. I like trucks. I'll climb a tree. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll that's play with dolls. That's, that's, that's normal, right? Uh, so is so. What is the 
What is the objection you have? Is it that there is sexual content in school in the written form? Or is it the type of sexual content? Because sexual content is in schools right now. There is a sex ed education in fifth grade that all of us opt into or can opt out of. What's the difference? What's the difference? It's sexual content that is supposed to be taught by parents, mm. not the school. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't send our children to school so that they can learn, you know, um, how to play with their body. Mm-hmm. We send them so that they can learn educational mm-hmm. uh, material. Mm-hmm. So this is our our job as parents to talk our, to our kids, you know, uh, about you know sexual content is our job not the school mm-hmm. so that the books should not be there mm-hmm. but some parents would argue that um, there has been a responsibility given to the schools to teach sexual content it usually happens around the fifth grade and it's that um, I, I don't I, I'm a, I presume you were not in America at at that age but I recall uh, in fifth or sixth grade, being cordoned off from the girls for the day, and we went into uh, Mr. Schultz's class, and and they, they pulled the drapes, and out came the projector with the big reel, and the reel went on, and we saw, you know, biological things. We we understood, uh, you know, um, I, I got, I to be honest, I did get most of this education at home. I don't know how it was for you. I got it in a different way. I got it in the way that mommy and daddy's delivered to it. I, I, but it was the first time that I really got it in a clinical way. You know, here's the map and here's the penis and here's the erection and here's the girl and the ovaries and, you know, and all that, that clinical thing. So some parents might be hearing what you're saying and think, well, we already give the school permission to talk about things, but I think you're, you're, you're about talking about something else. So in my culture, Mm-hmm. They do the same. Do they? Do they? they do uh, a sixth grade. Sixth grade, same, same age. And they mm-hmm. teach you the the anatomy mm-hmm. of you know um, our our sexes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is not the same. Okay. When you have books that are talking about um, masturbation, or you have books that are talking about rape, mm-hmm. you know, and books that say that's okay to be touched. Mm-hmm then that crosses the line because mm-hmm. that's no longer talking about anatomy. Mm-hmm. It's not talking about, you know, our, you know, you're a male or a female. It's, it's going deeper into um, that grooming that, that we just mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, you were nice enough uh, upon my request to bring in some books, just a handful of books here of which there is a tomb of probably a hundred books, in my guess. I mean, a lot of books. Hundreds. Hundreds of books, excuse me. And um, I asked you to bring in some books. I purposely did not want you to give these to me in advance uh, because I didn't want to prepare by reading them and being in some way prejudiced. Or, you know, I wanted them to have kind of shock value on me as a parent, as you would expect any parent and any, maybe some of the listeners that are going to hear this now in a minute, what they would expect, well, how they would react if they saw these books for the first time, right? And so I'm, I have here uh, three books 
um, that are found currently in any elementary school in Ian's ISD. Correct. One book um, is, I'm, I'm holding it here in my hands, obviously the listeners cannot see it, and it is a graphic novel, and it has very clear illustrations of two boys lying in bed together. Ten-year-olds. Ten-year-olds kissing each other, embracing each other. Um, it clearly insinuates by the illustrations that there's probably other things going on under the covers. It's, I mean, it's just disturbing. Um, yes. That, um, And then, you know, later in the book, uh, there's other, uh, we'll just say political material. We won't go into it because we don't want to be political here. Um, that's for another episode. But it is, um, you know, my little boy can get this right now. Yes. I have another book, and um, I have another book that, that discusses, um, uh, this one is called uh, George. Yes. Right? And um, it's about a boy that is adolescent, uh, confused, you know, as kids are, and he knows how to go and order hormone-blocking drugs off the Internet. He can look it up and delete the information from the computer so that his mom would not see that he's been researching, you know, these mm -hmm. uh, hormone blockers. Uh, he has gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. He continues to talk about not wanting to look at you know his body yeah, when he's when he's taking a shower or a bath. He he uses a lot of soap so that he won't see his genitals. His genitals. Mm -hmm. And so the I guess the the issue with this book is not that a child may have gender dysphoria because it's a medical reality that people have gender dysphoria. I think it's point zero zero four zero 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 four percent of the population has this. Um, uh, this condition, but the issue is that um, this content being in the library, this is really these are really matters that mom and dad should be dealing with, and the their, the, the the children's counselors, the family counselors, their medical professionals. Um, that's one issue with this book, and then the other issue is that it's teaching kids there's a way to circumvent inappropriate content on the internet behind their parents behind their parents back instead of and it doesn't have to be about this i mean they could be searching porn or you know doing other you know things that kids do that we don't want them to do on the internet but it's it's educating them on how to um to do that yes to lie and to hide their true emotions which mm -hmm. you know this is a conversation between the child and the parent mm -hmm. Uh, not, not, not the school. Mm -hmm. And then I have another book here, also in elementary, in all elementary schools here in Eans, mm -hmm. um, called uh, called uh, Drama. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in this book. So Drama is a girl that likes boys a whole lot. That's the girl's name. Uh, they call her Drama. They call her Drama. Okay, all right. And uh, she has a crush on a boy. Absolutely normal, right? That's normal. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. She has a crush. Mm -hmm. Uh, the boy gives her the cold shoulder every once in a while, but then she starts to drift away towards other individuals. And these individuals turns out, turn out to be 
gay. Mm-hmm. And they push her away. And they say, oh, I don't want to kiss you because I'm, 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 I like boys. I like boys. Okay, that's fine. Um, and so she continues to have a heartbreak mm-hmm. because, you know. She's disappointed that yes. the boy she thought was cute turns out to be gay. It sounds like a plot out of, uh, um, what's that uh, famous HBO series, um, Sex in a City? Yes. You know, <laughs> yes. Carrie's pursuing some guy and he's gay. You yeah. know, sounds like a, a very adult theme. <laughs> it is an adult theme. Mm-hmm. And and these also are high school kids in the book, which are not elementary, you know, mm-hmm. children and mm-hmm. nor middle school. These are, you know, kids that are older and are experimenting mm-hmm. life in mm-hmm. different ways. And they're using these examples into our children's, you know, uh, reading. To kind of, um, you feel uh, it's it can be influencing, and that's what it is influencing. I don't mean to doubt it, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's the grooming part of it. That's the grooming. So there, there may be a place in a child's development where this book is appropriate or interesting. It's at a maybe a later time in their academic. Correct. Not, know, a, not a child. High school. Not, not a not an yeah. elementary not school. Not a six-year-old. Yeah. Not a five-year-old. Not a, not, not even a seven-year-old. Nor the twelve-year-old because yeah. they're still developing. And and this for the listeners is also a graphic novel. Yes. It's as easy to read as a comic book. Yes. So it is um, uh, suspiciously uh, easy to consume, and it's yes. and it's. Uh, it is innocent. It looks innocent. Does not. It's a comic book to a kid, right? Yes. And that's probably, uh, I imagine, some of your suspicion uh, naturally would be they've made this digestible for the youngest of children that know how to read a visual a comic book or intentional or uh, you know any of the uh, Doctor Seuss books, right? If they can, they can if they can comb through a Doctor Seuss book, they can probably do this. Exactly. And and, um, and you. You think that's probably deliberate by the author to do it that way, right? It is. Because someone feels this should be content that's available to little kids. They think that. They think yes. that. And then we have, you brought another book in. Um, this is um, this is available at uh, the middle school level. And um, this is a book called Aristotle and, uh, Aristotle and Dante. And this book is about... Um, you know, again, it's it's. I guess we don't have to go into it because what it is more of is it's sexual information yes. um, and and uh, demonstration of sexual activity. Yes, that certainly is meets or exceeds the level of sexual content we've already approved a school to talk to children about at the fifth grade level. Like, why why is content that doesn't fit in that box that children that parents can opt in and opt out of. Why is content made available to children outside of that that standard? This is this is the objection, right? That's the objection. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, before I ask you what you think the answer is or what goes on, so let me take a kind of a contrarian view. I'm I'm interested what you would feel about this. So there's going to be parents. That think this is perfectly fine. Um, hey, I, you know, there are parents that probably are gay, and uh, think I, I've actually um, talked about 
this to not these books. I didn't know these books were coming in, but I've talked about this issue with some of my friends that are gay and um, they don't, they would side with you, but there's going to be parents out there that feel that this is perfectly fine. And um, that, you know, there should be a place for kids that feel in this way to access this content. So what would you, what would you say? Why not? Why not? Because even when I also have very liberal uh, ideologies, mm-hmm. I do not believe that children should be indoctrinated into anything, mm-hmm. not political or sexual or anything. These these are children. They need to be children. Mm-hmm. Um, none of this information is necessary there. And I'm very liberal-minded, trust mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But I think the child deserves to be a child, to play, not have to worry about what sex they are or what books they're supposed to be reading. Uh, some of these content, you know, is shared by librarians. You know, this is, oh, you should Promoted read by librarians, yes, yeah, and, for oh, sure. Promote, promotion yeah. is, mm-hmm. is huge. And, and I don't want, you know, a child to be confused at an early age you know, uh, be 18 and you start seeing yourself in a specific way, but you are already an 18-year-old. But 7-year-olds, 9-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 15-year-olds are still, you know, trying to figure out their life. And so in my my belief, they should not be exposed to this. This yeah. is this is not good content. Yeah. Well, I, that's, I think that's a, the one of the, the big questions is how – is exposing the children to this content in and benefiting them, and it's hard to come up with an answer, right? Right. You know, um, let's let's put another twist onto it that uh, uh, we talked a little bit about before we came into the studio. And uh, what about the teachers? You know, I mean, the, the, how does this, this uh, set aside how the teacher may feel about it? Um, a hypothetical, which is certainly plausible, more better than plausible, is they they assign a book report, and the kid goes into the library and pulls one of these books uh, out of their library and decides to write a book report and hands it to the teacher. Uh, you know, are we setting teachers up to deal with this stuff? I mean, do they should they be? They shouldn't, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think that a teacher will be comfortable, you know, grading something so personal, mm-hmm. and I don't think that they want to be mm-hmm. involved in, in this. I don't think that they want to have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't think, um, you don't think that teachers should be there to um, guide children in some ways um, morally or ethically or, or, or lessons? No. You know, um, you know I, and I might have some disagreement with you on this because I, I had, <laughs> I did have a few teachers that, uh, really helped whipped me into shape because I was a bit of a jerk as a kid, and they weren't my parents. You know, they weren't taking a belt to me like my parents would, but uh, you know, they would sit me down and read me the right act, and you know, do these types of things at the right time. I guess that's about bad behavior, mm-hmm. but I would have to confess I can't recall a teacher sitting down and talking to me about uh, sex, other than in that fifth grade. You know, that's what you're, you're right. saying. This is the teachers shouldn't be put in that position. They shouldn't, because yeah. this is not this. These kiddos are not their children. You know, yes, th- there are certain things that a teacher is supposed to do, right, to keep them in the right path and learning. But teaching them, you know, 
sex or or talking about their their genitals or talking about what pronoun you are or what sex you may be mm-hmm. is not their their job and is is i think it's creating a, an extra level of stress on them by having to teach this deal with these issues and deal with these issues mm-hmm. is not their job mm-hmm. so you're um you're more of a purist in a sense it's reading writing arithmetic logic uh, logic um athletics uh yes. you know these types of traditional things that have always been in schools and seem to have worked for a couple hundred years they work for here. us they work they work for you they work for me too um and uh what do you what do you say so to the to the again to the parents that think this is normal and um so what about children that don't have parents that are active in you know that active in these matters or that aren't feel they're equipped or have the ability to talk about these things at home because uh, there are parents you know that feel you know I don't want to talk about these things or I don't know how to talk about these things for whatever reasons there may be and they're okay with them getting at school is that still okay no it's not okay mm-hmm. tell me more if you if you go to saying okay I'm going to let this school teach my son or my daughter what gender they are uh then I'm going to let this school you know pick a doctor for my child or decide uh-huh. what my child needs mm-hmm. um then you're no longer parenting mm-hmm. um you're allowing someone else to take over your responsibility mm-hmm. um and are they going to do the right thing for your child they're going to treat your child like they are you know one size fits all so that kind of brings us a, a full circle to you know you you had this awakening yes. along with millions of other parents around yes. the country would you be would you be willing to admit that a lot of parents have been asleep at the wheel for a lot of years allowing this stuff to go on Yes, I include myself to mm-hmm. to that list of mm-hmm. of parents um because we Does it embarrass you that you've let this go on? Do you feel? It doesn't you... embarrass me. It mm-hmm. actually makes me sad, sad that we have been so naive mm-hmm. as adults to think that other people had our ch- children's better interest interest mm-hmm. uh, that they they truly care. And in coming to find out these books you know and seeing what our children have been exposed uh is sad is sad because you see how many kids you could have helped if you were awake mm-hmm. if you were paying attention to what they were doing mm-hmm. um it's sad mm-hmm. and i'm in that list of people yeah i was trusting the system i was trusting the teachers i was trusting that they were doing a good job Well, I was working hard to make sure that you know I can help you know my family and provide with my family you mm-hmm. know to my family. Mm-hmm. So um while we were asleep they were really busy. Yeah. putting all these you know in these books in the libraries and indoctrinating our children and grooming them mm-hmm. to think that a lot of things are okay that when they're not okay. Do you do you think um that uh that this has been going on because the folks leading uh the educational you know institutions uh felt it they felt it was in the best interest of the kids to have access to this or do you think there was more of a 
you know, that they are deliberately trying to indoctrinate kids. Because you'd have to ask if they're really, because indoctrinate is a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of energy in that word indoctrinate. You know, it means a lot of things to different people, right? Where you come from in the country, how you're indoctrinated into something. Right. And it almost has kind of a conspiratorial uh, flavor to it, like someone's deliberately doing it. You know, where do you where do you think it sits? I think it's deliberate. You think it's deliberate? Yes. Okay. Because the books have been there quietly sitting there. The re, the they have been reading the books at some of the schools. Mm-hmm. If it was not done with an intention, mm-hmm. then why are teachers reading them? Ah. I mean, this happened recently. Yeah, t- tell us about this story. This is um, very interesting. Yeah, very, so very unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but a few months ago, we had a teacher at one of the elementary schools. She read I Am Max and is talking about how it's okay to wear tutus and to think you're not who you are. Then this the same book was read just within a few days apart. Mm-hmm. At a, another elementary. Mm-hmm. So if it was an accident that someone just purchased the book, then how is it that these people are reading the books? Yeah. It was, in a, was it part of the curriculum? It is. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the um, librarians, you know, they're telling the kids, this is a good choice to mm-hmm. read. Mm-hmm. And, and they're offering those books. So it's not an accident. It's not an accident. And so if it if it is indoctrination and it's deliberate, what is there what is the end goal, you think? What are they trying to create? To create, okay, sexualized children mm-hmm. so that they are more susceptible to a pedophile, a mm-hmm. rapist, or someone trying to have fun with them. They they this is making them more susceptible more okay it's okay because the book says it's okay that more more yeah more vulnerable less um it lowers their guard yes it because um, the book says it normalizes it yes because uh, the book says because kids see what they you know they read what, what they read in books i mean that that gives them lots of ideas yes. that's the point yes and so when you read a book you merge yourself into yeah. what the story yeah. it's in a book is. so when you start reading you're oh okay you absorb all that information and you think well you know what is this is probably w- what i am mm-hmm. or where i'm going or what i need mm-hmm. because you trust the book mm-hmm. so you have eight-year-olds nine-year-olds reading these books and or you have a teacher that you trust so much and she's reading this mm-hmm. to you and you believe your teacher because she's your teacher right yeah. there's also uh certainly a culture in America today of people doing what we call virtue signaling. Yes. Right. You're, you're doing it. Um, you know, there, we've become so narcissistic, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, it manifests itself and people are constantly taking pictures of themselves and look what I'm doing and look where I'm at. And, and it's turned into, look what I'm doing, who, you know, what I'm, what I'm doing for other people. Look at me, how I'm, you know, I'm 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 donating. I'm doing this. I'm a good human. You know, it's all we we tell our stories through social media. And you know, I've, I've yes. um, you know, this whole another episode about social media and and iPhones for kids, and that's probably just as bad as these damn books. But yes, um, do you think that some of that deliberateness is coming from 
the people that are choosing these books or permitting these books to be in the library, they feel that they have to do it to virtue signal that they're being, you know, open-minded and progressive and these types of things Yes. at the expense, but they don't see the what the expense side of it is, what the cost is to the kids. No. Is that, po- is that possible? It, it is possible. Mm-hmm. It is possible um, because if you look at what they're doing when they're telling the kids, oh, you know, I suggest this is a good book, you know, you, you, know, you should read it. They, they know what's in it. They mm-hmm. want to be open-minded of course mm-hmm. or or to look like you know they they are welcoming this new ideology yeah yeah i'm 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 in the mix i'm not part of the problem I'm cool oh, yeah i'm part yeah yes um i did notice over the summer uh my daughter had a uh, recommended book list from her her school uh, from the librarian and mm-hmm. there was extra credits available. Now, admittedly, I didn't read any of the books, but I looked at all the the titles, and I, I'm, I'm I think there was maybe twenty books. And over the summer, they could read it and get extra credit. And every single book, there was this theme that ran through all of them. All of it was about emotions. I, I, there was no uh, historical book. There was nothing about a an American hero. There was nothing about uh, you know. The the you know it was it was completely absent of of these types of motivational materials that I would have normally enjoyed or any kid would enjoy. It was all emotional content. What what is going on there? Because this is a different area, obviously, than the pornography that we're turned up. This is another area of sensitivity. That is the uh, social emotional learning that they have uh, introduced. Uh, in the tablets, and the kids go and press this little button, and you know, is how you know how I feel today, mm-hmm. and 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 is is taking logic away completely. To everything is in emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, everything geared towards emotion. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? It is wrong because because people, well, people are emotional. <laughs> What's the problem with the people? Because you know? in the real world. Emotions don't save your life because mm-hmm. in the real world, logic matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're, you're not preparing the children for the future. By, um, by, by tapping into their emotional yes, well-being no, and stuff. No. So, so that's um, – is the education system as we know it, is it breaching this line between the parents' responsibility and the school's responsibility? Are they doing too many things that parents should be doing? No, they're not. So the school is a, you know, is this is a school um, by uh, are they coming over the line and trying to do the parents job as opposed to letting parents do it at home? The parents are giving their their jobs to the schools. Oh, the opposite. So, oh, so it's an abdication. So it's not the education system moving in and taking it from parents. You think the parents are just saying, you know what, I ain't going to be a parent. I think that there's a lot of the parents not being involved this is a big issue so this the schools are saying you know what i'll go ahead and take care of it and this is how we're going to do it um of course the schools want to take over and and make you know their agenda mm-hmm. uh reality mm-hmm. but they are capable of doing that because most parents are not involved if you if they were involved okay we wouldn't have you know librarians you know making suggestions or or teachers reading 
mm-hmm. these books. Um, I think that there is um, a wave of more parents awake of, of what's happening. But I think that the issue has been that, you know, parents have not been fully involved. So it's, um, you know, uh, schools are a organ of the government and any, uh, you know, government organization only exists if it can grow and get bigger. Yes. And so do you think uh, its interest, if, you know, if, it, if it's a thing, its interest in growing is satisfied by taking over these responsibilities from parents? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about it like that, but it's yeah. hard to argue that. So, um, so you're involved, and and Moms for Liberty. Uh, you know, very, very fascinating uh, what you're doing. Very enlightening. When when will I understand you guys are working on effectively a report or kind of a bibliography that will list all of these books? Tell us about when that's coming out and what parents can do to get into action around this if they want to know more. So the the list we've been working for several months and is coming out in the next week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will have it, you know, uh, posted so that parents can do their own research so that they can mm-hmm. see what's, what's in the books and where these books are um, to take action if this is what, you know, is something that they don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Or or agree with, mm-hmm. uh, but they need to know what's in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have gone through all these books. We have read a lot of these books. Um, we have what the book is about, and you can get that information and and make that decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, agree or disagree, the books are are there, and the- you can have access to them um, through uh, Moms for Liberty, or we're gonna. Share that with you as well. With- mm-hmm. We'll put it up on our podcast and make it available on the website. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, we were talking earlier and uh, just before we went on air about you getting involved as a mom in the board meetings. Yes. Okay, so the, the board meetings here at, in this part of town have been pretty heated uh, for a long time. Hopefully that's going to be changing. But Hopefully. Uh, hopefully um and so I asked you, you go to these board meetings. Have you ever stood up at a board meeting and talked about this issue? I've heard other parents talk about the books, but you haven't. Tell me, um, you know, if if a trustee of the the board is listening to this, which they do listen to this, mm-hmm. and I'm certain the new superintendent's going to listen to this and others. What's your observation about what's going on in that in that meeting that um, you want to share? I have said. In the back, watching, mm-hmm. observing mostly, um, listening to the parents' concerns every time that they have gone to speak, and I have observed, you know, how these board of trustees will sit in front of their laptops or their phones or start writing something when a parent has a concern, and whether it's important concern or not to them. There's no eye contact. Mm-hmm. There's there's no, I care about what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, they they will put their hands on their faces like they look like they're bored mm-hmm. when you know the parents are talking. And so to me, is I just want to watch and to see how disrespectful it is and how sad it is 
that we have people that we elected based on their family values as they post, you know, all about themselves and mm-hmm. talk about themselves. And we chose these individuals that don't have respect for us mm-hmm. as we're sitting there. Uh, there was an occasion when, you know, a parent said something and then as we were leaving, they started laughing. Um, that's disrespectful and is, mm-hmm. is sad. Um, it discouraged other parents, you know, that want to go and talk. Well, it's discouraged you. It, it did yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and because whatever my point is, is pointless to them. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, why am I going to go and say anything? I just want to watch how you just simply don't care. And we have parents that are recording, you know, their expressions as well. So it's not that I say I see something mm-hmm. or I'm telling you that this happened. It's been parents recording their expressions as these important issues are brought up to them uh, and they just look at you like whatever or they don't look at you at all yeah and uh as a as a very successful professional uh woman with a master's in business administration and obviously a very intelligent articulate parent thank you uh i can i can see how that would take the wind out of your sail here you are uh researching the fact the fact that in our kids' schools right now, there are hundreds of books yes. that are at in the least pornographic. Yes, talking about very, uh, you know, things that really should own, parents should only be talking about. It, certainly at the ages uh, in these elementary schools, and and because of your observations on how on the decorum of the board meetings and the interactions of the board members toward other parents, it discourages you to even bring up something so important. Yes, they, they're, they're not showing that they yeah. care. Yeah. Again, yeah. we voted for these people yeah. because we thought that they had the best interest mm-hmm. at hand for our children, and they don't. How is this problem solved? What would, you know, if you were king, queen, excuse me, and, <laughs> <laughs> and they still have a king and queen of Spain, don't they? They do. They do. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. So if you were uh, in the if you were in the monarchy, and th- this seems like a relatively e- easy issue to solve with the books in the libraries, what would you do? Remove them. Remove them. Remove them. And 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 how hard would that be? Not at all. Uh, here's the list. This is the list. We have the list for you. We've worked on it for several months already. Mm-hmm. Take them out of the libraries. Yeah. Our children don't need that. Yeah, they have parents. We've done all the homework. We've there's there's no tangible benefit, zero to to the kids for them existing in there. Uh, taking the books out wouldn't put a librarian out of a job. You know, it's not going to violate a publishing agreement. Nope. They have to buy from a certain. You know, no. it would just it's simple. Just pull the damn books out. Why argue yes. about it? And put them aside. Every and we go on. That's right. I mean, it's not helping the kids. In any way, it's not teaching them uh, anything that they need to know, especially at their age. Yeah, this is not something that they need to learn. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to argue. uh, No matter how you feel about the books, it would it's it would be hard to argue about what the benefit would be for these sitting and and being accessible to the kids. Um, You know, Jackie, you've been an absolutely fantastic guest. 
I love all the research you. you did before you came in here. You have your homework. Yes. You you know what you're doing, and uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. Thank and, you. And the people at Moms for Liberty on what you all are doing. I think it's it's noble. It's it is courageous. But at the end of the day, you're a mommy. Yes. Right. And it shouldn't be this hard to be a mommy. It shouldn't, and, and no parents should have to worry about the content of you know the books that their children are reading. Yeah. No parents should have to worry about you know when their kids are at school what's happening at school. Mm-hmm. No parent, whether you um, are you know liberal or conservative, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah, this is an, a topic that should be easy for parents to unite on. We don't need this stuff in the schools. We don't. We don't. We don't need it. No. Um, the purpose of this episode is to give information to parents so they can get involved. If a parent wanted to learn more about Moms for Liberty or get in on this whole discussion about the books, other than downloading downloading the list that we'll post and that you'll have available, where would they go to, to connect with you? They can go to our Facebook account. Okay. Uh, we have Moms for Liberty, Travis County, Texas, and they. There is a, a three questions. It's a private group. It's a private group. Yeah. It is the three questions. The reality is you don't have to really uh, answer them if you don't. There's no right or wrong answer. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that's that's where you go to to, gotcha. to get connected yeah. with us, and we have you know information that's updated uh, regularly and specific on issues that are happening in our city, mm-hmm. in our schools, in which is the, our emphasis at this point. Is there a particular expertise you're looking for? I know earlier you told me that there's a group of uh, moms and dads that are doing the research, that are collecting the books, reading the books, scrutinizing them, and making the reports on the books. And then there's some other group that are going to be responsible for the, kind of the PR yes. and getting out the advocacy of the message. Yes. Is there so if there was a skill that a mommy or daddy had out there that you would want, what would that look like? We, we're always looking for parents, you know, to, to want to volunteer. If they see something, to say something to us, you know. Um, I know that there's always, you know, that fear of, you know, saying something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we will just share that information. Um, you go to a library and you see something that, you know, is it's not right or your, or your child has homework that is not right, it does not go with your values, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, then, you know, there's you can a place share, to bring it. Share, you can share, share that to them. with us because gotcha. we have the platform to, Good. to share the, you know, those issues and, and help uh, parents that they, they need help. So if you want to access Moms for Liberty, go to their Facebook page, just search on Moms for Liberty, Travis County, Travis County, Texas, Travis County, Texas, and boom, it will be there. Yes. Private membership. Answer a few simple questions. You're in. Yes. And you're good to go. Yes. All right. Well, I hope uh, as the podcast goes on and there's other opportunities for you to come in with your expertise and knowledge to talk or provide us information, you'd be willing to do that. And the Moms for Liberty folks would be willing to do that. Well, thank you again for coming. You're absolutely fantastic. And... um, and you know, best of luck to you. Thank you. And Aaron. the rest of your organization, and and uh, you know, God bless you and your family. God bless you too. This podcast is brought to you by Ian's Kids First, ensuring that Ian's prioritizes our children's well-being, honors parental rights, and unites our incredible community. To learn more about our mission or to donate to our cause, please visit us at eanskids.com. That's E-A-N-E-S Kids. Dot com.